Welcome back. We're in the second episode of a six-part series on the beginning and the end of the Bible. If you missed the last episode, go back and watch it. Go back and listen to it. And we're reading the first three chapters of Genesis and the last three chapters of Revelation. Today, we're in Genesis 2, talking about Adam and Eve. We're going to talk about the creation of Adam and Eve and why it's so important how we balance each other out as men and women, how important it is for that combination, that relationship, that marriage, and what it means to each other to have that balance between Adam and Eve. Let's read Genesis 2. Let's learn a little bit today. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Thank you uh, for joining me for this second episode of our six-part series on the beginning and the end of the Bible. So we're reading, if this is your, uh, you just found this episode or you just joined us live on Instagram, we're reading Genesis 2 today. Uh, and then so we did Genesis 1 on Monday, and next episode we'll do Genesis 3. And then we'll jump into the end of the Bible and read the last three chapters of Revelation. Sometimes I like to do this. It gives me uh, perspective, if that makes sense. Uh, I kind of see where it started and see where it ends, so to speak. Uh, and uh, it's kind of gives me perspective of everything in the middle, uh, especially right now with everything going on. Sometimes you got to go back to the beginning. Uh, you know, the world's on fire, and sometimes it's comfortable, comfortable and, and brings comfort to go back and read about the creation and why God created us uh, and, and, and how he created us. Um, sometimes it gives a little bit, um, for me anyways, a different perspective as I deal with the day-to-day world and this fallen world and earth that we live in uh, that's just um super chaotic right now lots of uh lots of stuff going on i I don't have to tell you guys everybody's probably caught up on the news uh with uh you know not just uh, the russia and ukraine stuff but certainly now with the middle east turmoil uh and we're getting pulled into that and it's a it is a hot mess so we're, we're praying for everybody involved we're praying for peace we're praying for healing we're praying for justice uh, but uh, most importantly, we're praying. Okay, so let's dive into Genesis 2 as I pivot over there. And uh, we're going to dive into Genesis 2 and talk about uh, the man and the woman in Eden. So if you remember on Monday's episode, we went through the, the chronological days and read about the account of the creation. God created something different every single day. And at the end of that, he uh, viewed it as being good. And then after he finished the sixth day, And uh, he looked back over everything that he had made, and he said that it was very good. So today we uh, continue that with Genesis 2. So let's start with Genesis 2, 1. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was complete. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was a day in which he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of of the heavens and the earth. So a couple of things to kind of unpack on some of this language, okay? First of all, God doesn't need to rest. Okay, Let, let's be honest. He, he he worked all he worked for six straight days and then he needed to rest, right? Why? Right? I, in my mind, he's showing us a way for us to live, okay? It's fine to work and work, 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 and accomplish things, and build things, and along the way, kind of appreciate what you're doing, 
but there's also a time to rest. Don't get hung up on the day of the week, the seventh day, the Sabbath, the Saturday, the Sunday. Don't, okay, just let's not talk about that. Let's not get bogged down in our calendar uh, that we created, so to speak. Okay, so let's talk about he needed a day of rest. He wanted a day of rest to show us that we need a day of rest. That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, So he does want us to rest sometimes and enjoy what we create, enjoy what he created. Uh, And that's okay to rest. Uh, And that's what he wants us to do. Another thing to unpack on on the words, I love the at the end here on uh, verse four, the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. Now, there is that that word heavens uh, shows up a lot in Genesis one. Is that referring to heaven? Like the location where God resides that one day we hope to be with him, right? Or is the heavens the outside of earth? That's a good question, right? Because it's multiplied in heavens and it's not capitalized. Uh, So you got to pay attention to some of those words. What he's talking about mainly is the sky, uh, what we would call outer space, so to speak. But that's stuff beyond our, our atmosphere, uh, and uh, and uh, 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 our earth. So he's talking about that, in my mind, more than he's talking about uh, he created the heaven where we're going to reside. Uh, that's the difference. So words, it's, it's interesting. If you, if you really kind of dive into a lot of these words and nitpick them, uh, that's a whole other episode. All right, so let's uh, continue on uh, with uh, the second half of verse 4. Uh, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, uh, neither wild plant nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there are no people to cultivate the soil. Uh, Verse 6, And said springs came up from the ground. This is talking about referencing the first part in Genesis 1 where he he has water below and above. Okay, that's the reference there. So instead, he springs came up from the ground from below and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So God created man after he created the earth, and after the water and the springs come up, he he created man, a man. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and he placed the man, um, there he placed the man he had made. Excuse me. Verse 9. The Lord God made all sorts of trees growing up from the ground, trees that were beautiful, that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed a tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God produced these things. Okay, he put this there for a reason. That's a big question, right? Everybody wants to know why the, the, you know, the good and evil tree was even there. Um, you know, why he even gave that fruit there to tempt Eve, possibly, or to have the opportunity for Eve to fall and Adam to fall. Uh, but he did put those there for a reason. So he put the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and good and evil uh, in the middle of the garden. Verse 10, a river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then divided into four branches. The, the first branch, called the Pishon, flowed for, across the entire land of, um, I'm going to mispronounce, Havaliah, I believe, where gold is found. The gold in that land is, especially, is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and ox stone are also found there. The second branch, called the Gihon, <coughs> excuse me, uh, flowed the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east to the land of Asher. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. So he's talking about kind of giving a position of where Eden is residing, 
right? Uh, and so we can kind of pick it out on our map based on where these rivers are coming out. The Lord God, this is verse 15, the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. The Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So there's a warning. He's already placing kind of rules to Adam, right? Rules to man. He created people, well, one at this point, and already kind of gave them parameters to live in. So this world, we live by a set of uh, of rules and morality and what God puts in place. It's, it's not just a free willing, whatever we can do, whatever the heck we want to do. God wants us to listen and trust him and follow his direction. So the first direction he gave to man was don't eat from the, um, from the tree of good and evil, or you will die. And we'll talk about what death means later, but he's not talking about physical death. He's talking about spiritual death. Verse 18, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see uh, what he would call them, and the man chose and named each one. So God is, or I'm sorry, man is has authority over this earth. He has authority over the animals. Okay, and in the hierarchical structure of the creation, we're not just another animal. We are human beings, which are uh, above and have authority over the animals. Uh, he, he gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, all the animals, but still there was no helper just right for him. So he uh, he has the partnerships with the animals. Uh, right, he named them all, and he can use them as he needs to. But he realizes that he doesn't have the right uh, partner. He doesn't have the right counterpart on this earth. So verse 21, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. When the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man explained, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Okay, so a couple of things in my Bible. I don't know what it looks like in yours. In my Bible, Adam, there's a lot of exclamation points. All right. So on one hand, he brings uh, Adam. He brings this man. He hasn't referenced Adam by name yet, but he brings the man uh, helpers in the sense of all the livestock and animals. And say, hey, you're going to have to do some work here. So here's here's animals to help you to eat you know, to, to partner with you. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then he creates a, a woman and at last exclamation point, this is the, the bone of my bone and flesh, of my flesh exclamation point. So think about how, uh, excited, uh, Adam was. Imagine you're the, the, the last person or the first person, I guess, in this case on earth, all by yourself, surrounded by animals, surrounded by beautiful nature, but you don't have that, uh, partner, uh, you don't have that that thing that is equal to you, that is uh, with you and has the exact same experiences as you and, and uh, can have a different, that same viewpoint as you. It's important to have that counterpart. I've been married for 22 years. Uh, I'm a much better person because of my wife. She completes our family. She completes our unity. She completes me. Now, that's kind of a cheesy Jerry Maguire movie line, but in reality is 
I'm, I'm not complete without her. And that's the way, you know, the man, we'll call him, he's Adam, but that's how he's feeling at this point, was, okay, this is great, Lord, you created all these things for me, but I'm still incomplete. I don't have everything I need. And then once he creates woman from him, he has everything he needs. Now, verse 24, this goes on, so now now they, uh, you know, now he has his counterpart, right? You have Adam and Eve. And then it goes to verse 24. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. We'll get into that next Friday. But verse 24, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. So two comments on this as you read verse 24. One, God just created marriage. Okay, I mean, this book, this part, Genesis, part of the Torah, Moses probably said to Moses wrote it thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Obviously, it's the word of God and it's God speaking to us through this. So thousands of years ago at the in the second chapter of the Bible of all this entire book, all 66 books uh, that make up this giant book. At the very beginning, in the second chapter, he establishes marriage. And what marriage is, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two united is one. Yes, you can have that argument about, you know, what marriage is and, uh, you know, purpose of marriage and and, in today's society. But in reality, God tells us right here, it's when a man and a woman are united. So the two things to think about is, one, marriage is a sacred thing to God. He created everything in this earth. He gave man authority, and the next thing he did was establish marriage and establish that partnership, okay? So that's a, it's an important thing. It's a holy, sacred thing that God established. Now, the second part is it is um, good, obviously, uh, to find that person. I know everybody struggles with that. I am very lucky um, and fortunate and blessed that uh, you know I've been married as long as I have. I feel that God, ha, you know, certainly um, put us together in many, in many ways. I've known her most of my life, quite frankly. <clears throat> um, most of my life, we knew each other uh, when we were kids, and uh, and we've been married for 22 years. And I do feel that it's a unity that God has placed in my life. It's important to find that uh, that counterpart to you. Uh, and sometimes it's a struggle. I know not everybody's watching this right now or listening to it right now is married or has been blessed enough to, uh, you know, define that, uh, that counterpart to themselves. Uh, stay positive. Uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, you know, this is God's timing and not ours. Uh, God's timing doesn't always match up with our timing. That is for sure. Uh, whether that comes from, uh, you know, marriage or lots of other things, uh, there's a lot of times that we think it's, um, you know, we, we want something and need something and uh, want something to happen in our life that it doesn't happen. Uh, maybe it never happens. Uh, maybe that's not part of your plan. But for those um, who it is part of their plan, uh, it's a sacred thing. Uh, a marriage, uh, um, a counterpart, having that equal in your life to kind of complete you is a sacred thing. Uh, but maybe has maybe God has other plans for you, and that's okay. I remember being... Um, 27 or so, 26, 27, you know, working, being a single guy, 
probably doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing uh, now that I look back on it. But, uh, you know, we all have our pasts. Um, and I, I, I got to the point where I didn't think I was ever going to be married. Um, and that was okay with me. And that's okay for some people. Um, uh, but, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, I ran into my wife at a, at a golf tournament. Or not my wife now. I ran into her at a golf tournament. I hadn't seen her for a few years. And uh, that was it. And uh, I was very fortunate. I do, I do think that was a, a God move. A, it was God moving in my life for sure. Um, but if you haven't found that person yet and you're struggling with that, um, God has possibly has other plans for you right now. Maybe he needs you to be in a different position and a different place in your life. Uh, and so you can impact somebody else. Uh, maybe he's putting you in a position uh, to uh, succeed in other ways and be blessed in other ways and be completed in other ways. Now, you got to remember the first and foremost thing that we're supposed to be doing is love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And the second is to love our neighbor is love ourselves. Uh, there's no uh, you know commandment that you have to get married. Uh, but I do think, uh, considering that God put it at the beginning of the Bible, that when it does happen, it is a sacred thing. Uh, for all that are involved. So if you're married, congratulations. If you're married and having a hard time in your marriage, maybe you're separated, maybe you're arguing, uh, you know, remember how that covenant is and how uh, beautiful that uh, that uh, relationship is. And there's a reason why y'all loved each other at the beginning. So try to have some perspective on that and work through challenges uh, as, you, as you can. Uh, if you're not married yet, uh, it's okay. And uh, maybe you will be one day. And maybe you won't be one day. Uh, I know none of us are married in heaven. Jesus talked about that in Matthew. Uh, so um, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Follow where he leads you, okay? All right, that's a great uh, short chapter, I know. Uh, but that's uh, Genesis 2. We'll, we'll continue into the original sin on uh, Monday. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions now, whether they're about Genesis 2 or about anything else. We'll see what pops up here. And uh, I'm happy to answer a few before we get about our Friday and get ready for our weekend. Uh, let's see what we got here. So if you're if you're live here on Instagram, make sure you ask a question on the bottom. Uh, there should be a plus sign, uh, I believe, but certainly there is a question mark that you can hit that question mark and uh, ask a question. Uh, so that's where it's located on the bottom of your screen. If you're listening to this later on uh, after the uh, recording or you're watching on YouTube, uh, just play along, and, uh, and if you want to join us live on Instagram on uh, Mondays and Fridays, feel free. Where is God in the wars in Gaza and Israel and Ukraine? I believe God is right there. Uh, I believe God is right there. Um, I know what you're attempting to do with that question. Um, you're, you're, you're questioning God a little bit. Uh, and that's okay. And this is a tough question, but I'm going to answer it because I am not afraid to have these conversations. Um, I think you're, you know, conflating with, uh, you know, if God was real or if God was is here, then everything's going to be great. I got a, I got a little bit of a you know, reality check for you. We're going to get into Genesis three uh, on Monday, and you'll understand. But we're not in heaven right now. Uh, we're not in heaven. Um, heaven is is a place of peace and uh, and uh, love. And um, here on earth, we live in a fallen place. We live in a sinful society. We live in a sinful world. And there's bad things that happen. God gave us free will. He allows us to fight it with each other. He allows us to kill each other. He allows us to be horrible to each other. And But I do believe that God is right there comforting people, welcoming people home, 
as he needs to and as he wants to, unfortunately, right? Um, but God is right there. If you don't think for a minute that when a, a un- unfortunately something happens terrible to a child or a baby or somebody else and, and it, that, that God isn't right there with them, comforting them and welcoming them, then you need to kind of rethink your faith a little bit, okay? But God is right there. He's not preventing us from being bad to each other. What he's doing is trying to fill us with love and teach us and show us a better way to live and a way to eternity. That's what he wants. He wants to, he wants to be with all of us with, in eternity forever. What we do here on this earth, unfortunately, is our call a lot of times. All right. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, another couple of questions. That's, you know, um, Okay, so I'll, I'll read this one. It's not a really a deep, uh, you know, like a real question, but I'll, I'll answer it for Karita. I was married 16 years, and we have two beautiful boys. We are divorced and now best friends. Congratulations. With that said, I truly believe I am a better person now and happier not married. Is that bad? I like my aloneness. I wouldn't say that it's bad. Uh, and, and divorce and all that is a whole other episode that we can probably talk about. <clears throat> but your circumstance seems, um, you know, what's best for you right now. Maybe this is the path that God has you on for whatever reason. And I don't know, uh, but maybe this is where God wants you to be. So keep praying, uh, keep being thankful, uh, for those beautiful boys, uh, and, uh, your relationship with your ex-husband, I guess. Um, but, um, you know, be thankful for that. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts about flat earth? Oh my Lord. Um, uh, what day was man made? Go back uh, to the first episode on Monday, and we actually talk about what day was uh, man was made. Uh, so we'll, we'll get through that. So I'll, I'll answer the flat earth question. Um, that's fine. And then I'll answer one more question after this. Uh, do, do I, what was the question again? Do I believe in the uh, flat earth theory? Uh, what are your thoughts on flat earth? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, this is comical because there's no right answer on this. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I think the earth is probably round. Uh, I, I don't care. You my honest opinion. I don't care. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, we talk about the four corners of the earth. I realize that the firmament is referenced many times in the Bible. I understand all those things, right? I've done plenty of research on that. I've done uh, lots of studies on those things. Um, and uh, do I uh, do I care? I, I, I don't care. You know, we could argue all day long whether it's a round earth or a flat earth or um, whether, uh, you know, the stars are actually, you know, balls of gas million miles away or whether they're angels in heaven that we can see or whether we can get past the firmament or whether we can't get past the firmament, whether we've been to the moon or not and all these things we can have when the rapture happens uh, or if there is even a rapture, we can have discussions and arguments on all of those things. Okay. And and there's so, um, uh, there's so many theories uh, and, you know, quite frankly, who knows what's true. Uh, I think some things that can be proven to be true and some things that can't be proven to be true. But frankly, most of it, I don't care about. I, I'm, I'm studying the Bible. I'm believing the Bible. And uh, I, uh, I want to tell people about Jesus. And I think uh, the more we argue with each other uh, as Christians and believers uh, about uh, you know, things like that uh, that don't really matter to us uh, for our eternity— and don't matter towards our salvation, and certainly are not bringing other people to Jesus, 
Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of thought about it anymore, to be honest with you. I went through my stage where I was doing research and trying to figure out whether the earth was flat or round, and I've seen pictures and this. But you know what? I, I, I didn't bring anybody to Jesus with that thinking. Uh, so in my mind, just, just telling you where I'm at, I don't, I don't even think about it. I don't even think about it. I believe what the Bible is true, uh, what it says is true. Uh, and, uh, and then other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm living my life, if that makes sense. Uh, so don't get too caught up in that stuff, uh, because the devil wants us to argue about things like that. Uh, and instead, uh, and he, what he doesn't want us to do is spread the good news and spread the gospel and the word of Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to be focused on. Just being honest with you. All right. One more question, then we'll, uh, uh, we'll get out of here. Um, How to believe. All right. This is a good one. How to believe. Negative thoughts are coming in my mind uh, continuously. Please pray for, you, for me. How to believe. I'll say this. Uh, the more that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, um, trying to believe and studying and learning and opening your heart uh, to believe, sometimes the more of those thoughts get into him get into you rather and get into your mind and they just battle with you constantly the devil has a hold of us a lot of times with our thoughts our actions and our perspectives right and the second that you start pushing him away and start you know having a deeper relationship with Christ and and and, and more and more faith the more you have that the more he's going to battle you for a while because he doesn't want to lose you so if you're having a tough time with your with your mind right now and you're having these thoughts and your battles and you're you're thinking that you're not good enough and you're believing you're not good enough and you're and you're thinking that you're maybe doubting your faith, the devil's working on you. So if you can identify that and realize that, just dive deeper with your faith. Dive deeper with your relationship with Christ. So how to believe was your original question. I can't force you to believe that Jesus Christ came down from heaven is the Son of God, is one part of the Trinity, lived a sinless life, died, was buried, rose a third day, and then ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and did all of these things to save your soul. I can't force you to believe that. What you need to do is read the Bible every day. You, you guys, are my some of my followers know this. I've talked about this all the time. Form a habit, read the Bible straight for 21 days, and get in the habit of spending 30 minutes in the mornings with quiet time with God, with reading your Bible and praying. And I promise you, you'll, your mind will change. I promise you, you'll be able to shut out, or at least do a better job at shutting out those noises and those voices in your head that are telling you that you're not good enough. Form a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know you can't see him, but he hears you constantly. And he's, le he's left us a lot of instructions and information and guidance and, and hope in the Bible and in music and in movies and in Instagrams and everything else. Just dive in. I challenge you to dive in. Dive into everything. Saturate your life with Christian influences. Saturate your life with Jesus. And watch how it changes. That's how you believe. It's not a, for me, it's not necessarily a, you're sitting there one day and going, I believe. It's not that. It is a progress. It is a process. And, and it happens sometimes without you even knowing it. 
but put yourself in the position to have a better relationship with Jesus. I promise you, after that, things will flow away from your life, okay? All right, uh, great question. We're a little over time, so let's uh, let's uh, say a quick prayer, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll get about our weekend, okay? Sip of coffee first, and then we'll dive in. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, bringing us these stories and bringing us the creation in Genesis 1 and now the creation of us, how we can relate and who we are and where we came from in Genesis 2. It's important for us, Lord, to understand why you created us, how you created us, and what our purpose is. It's all right there in what we're reading right now, and we're so thankful that you give that to us, and you give us that the words and the, and the scripture that we need to read so we can understand the history all of it all, as well as the hope that the entire book brings. Lord, I do want to pray for two things today. I want to pray for people out there that are struggling with their faith, having a hard time believing possibly as much as they want to, having a hard time with uh, you know the devil battling with them physically and mentally, having a hard time in their marriages, anybody that needs strength to deal with the situation, but most importantly, to get closer to you, Lord. That's who I'm praying for today. Also, I'm praying for our world, our fallen world, that we'll learn about next episode. I know, but Lord, we've made a mess down here. And um, it's scary. It's unsettling. But we trust you. We know that uh, you, you, you're doing what you need to do, and you're putting us in the positions we need to be in, and, and you have a reason for all. So I'm asking you, Lord, to give us the patience to let your work be done. Let you lead this world. Let you lead these people and us to where we need to be. We want to trust you more, and we want to worry less. I'm praying for you to help us do that, Lord. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, so uh, we'll read Genesis 3 next time. Uh, until uh, until that episode, uh, love you guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, until, you know, keep Jesus on your heart, forever on your mind. God bless.